0: Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sadman here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz the discovering jazz programs that I always most enjoy doing are ones that focus on the song. Yes, I can really appreciate, and every day I come to appreciate more all the different creative choices that different jazz musicians make, but for me, it is the tune itself, the harmony, the melody, the lyrics if it's a vocal, and its general flow that really does it for me. I've already aired a number of episodes where I feature different versions of a few tunes. Some of them were under the title of Real Book Obscurities. Some were under the title of the tunes themselves. And some just called Songs with a Story Behind Them. For this week's program, I have five songs I want to feature. Here's one of them. Scottish tenor saxophonist Bobby Wellens and his quartet. See if you know the tune... (laughs) Liam Noble on piano, Simon Thorpe, bass, and Dave Wickens, drums, and Bobby Wellens on tenor sax from 1998. The tune is called I Want to Be Around, and I'm featuring this tune for a couple couple reasons. The first one is that for the lyricist, Sadie Wimmerstedt, it's the only published song she ever wrote or co-wrote. The story is legendary. She was a big fan of Johnny Mercer's music. She wrote the opening line, I want to be around to pick up the pieces when somebody breaks your heart, and felt that it sounded like a Johnny Mercer song, so she mailed the letter to Johnny Mercer, songwriter, New York. The post office forwarded the letter to ASCAP, which is the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, who ended up getting the letter somehow to Mercer. Mercer wrote the melody himself and completed the lyrics for I Want to Be Around in 1959 and asked Tony Bennett to record it, which he did in 1962. Mercer gave 50% of the profits to Miss Vimmersted, which made her a wealthy woman and enabled her to retire and travel the world. It's one of the great songs in the American Songbook. The second reason... I wanted to play this tune is it? it's one that I've loved since I first heard it by Tony Bennett and I just learned that Tony Bennett's family have announced that the 95 year old is suffering from dementia and he's not doing well. Tony Bennett has been such an important figure for me all my life that I just want to honor him. Here is his recording of I Want to Be Around released November of 1962.
1: To pick up the pieces When somebody breaks your heart Some somebody twice as smart As I A somebody who will swear To do with me Who'll leave you to learn That misery loves company Wait and see I mean I want to be around To see how he does it When he breaks your heart to bits See if the puzzle fits so fine And that's when I'll discover that revenge is sweet As I sit there applauding from a front row seat Somebody breaks your heart like you,
2: like you,
0: Tony Bennett, a Columbia Records single with Ralph Burns Orchestra and his longtime accompanist Ralph Sharon on piano. Interestingly, for some reason, somebody recorded it before Tony Bennett, even though Tony Bennett had apparently been asked specifically by Johnny Mercer to record it. But in April of 1962, about seven months before the Tony Bennett release, a gospel and R&B singer named Winona Carr, also known as Sister Winona Carr, released it on Reprise Records. Here is her version.
3: The pieces When somebody Breaks your heart Some Somebody Twice as smart As I Or somebody Who Will swear To be true Like you used to do With me Who leave you to learn That misery Loves company Wait and see see how you like it when she breaks your heart to bits let's see if the puzzle fits so far and that's when i'll discover that revenge is sweet as i sit there applauding from a front row seat when somebody breaks your heart like A front a seat When somebody breaks your heart like you broke my When somebody breaks your heart like you broke mine
0: window on a car. Although I'm featuring five songs today on Discovering Jazz, I'm also wanting to honor Tony Bennett. So I want to play another song that Tony Bennett has recorded. Although that's not really a challenge, since Tony Bennett has recorded virtually every song with lyrics that jazz musicians have recorded. Here's one with Buddy Rich, as well as Ralph Sharon on piano, Danny Moss, tenor sax, and John Burr on bass. This is from a 1982 British TV show, I'll play it, then I'll talk about it and play a classic instrumental jazz version of it. I'll remember April and please forgive the sound quality of this live performance. Thank you very much
1: for coming by tonight. It's a great pleasure for me to be here singing for you again. We have a great treat here. There's only one world's greatest drummer, Buddy Rich. I've tried to uh, match his great performance by finding the best songs I could think of for you to sing tonight. So just sit back and relax and we hope you enjoy it. This lovely day will lengthen into evening We'll say goodbye to all we've ever known Alone where we have walked together, I'll remember April and smile. I felt content. You loved me once in April. Your lips were warm and loving spring wind. I'm not afraid of autumn and its sorrow. I'll remember April and you will dwindle into ashes. Flames and loves, it with such a little while. I won't forget, I won't be lonely, I'll remember April and We have some wonderful musicians. We'd love to have you meet them, Danny Moss. 그것도 그렇게 될 수도
0: Tony Bennett with Buddy Rich. The song I'll Remember April was first introduced in a movie called Ride'em Cowboy, starring Abbott and Costello. One of the most heralded recordings of it is by Errol Garner from his Concert by the Sea album. Let's Hear It Carol Garner, I'll Remember April from 1955. Next, we go all the way back to 1934. Duke Ellington claims that he wrote this masterpiece, Solitude, also known as In My Solitude, when he found himself one number short at a recording session. He says he wrote it in 20 minutes standing up against the glass enclosure of RCA's record studio in Chicago. That was in 1934. Here is that original version. One thing about jazz is that the greatest accolades tend to be given to musicians who push the songs beyond what was originally written. Most people who do this tune don't feel that need to push it, maybe because the tune is already so perfect. One version that did was the one by Ellington himself when he recorded it 28 years later in 1962 for the Money Jungle album with Charles Mingus and Max Roach. Here is that version of Solitude. Duke Ellington from 1962 with Charles Mingus and Max Roach. One more version of Solitude. This is from an album called Ellington 87, recorded in Toronto by three great Canadian musicians, saxophonist, uh, the late saxophonist Fraser McPherson from Victoria, B.C., and uh, from Montreal, pianist Oliver Jones, and from Victoria, then Vancouver, and now playing in Toronto, bassist, Neil Swainson. Now, this particular rendition of "In My Solitude" features the very tatum piano of Oliver Jones, with Neil Swainson doing some nice bass work. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Pianist Oliver Jones with bassist Neil Swainson and their rendition of Solitude. Fascinating piano work there by uh, Oliver Jones. I'm going to have to listen to a lot more of him. And uh, I think you may hear more of Oliver Jones coming up in the next couple weeks. This week on Discovering Jazz, I'm featuring five songs and their stories. Here's the fourth one. From 1945, Billy's Bounce the story here isn't so much about the song as about the recording. On the original Savoy recording, Bud Powell was slated to play piano, but ended up being unavailable. So, at the last minute, a substitute was found who went under the name of Hen Gates. Who was it? None other than Dizzy Gillespie playing piano. Here it is, Billy Bounce, Charlie Parker. Thank you. 1945, that's Charlie Parker's Billy's Bounce, with Charlie Parker and alto Sax, Miles Davis' trumpet, Curly Russell on bass, Max Roach on drums, and Dizzy Gillespie, yes, Dizzy Gillespie, on piano. A lot of jazz musicians like to play that tune, and here's the latest one I could find. It's by Italian vibraphonist Sergio Amaroli and American pianist Billy Lester. And it was released in 2020. The album is called Meeting for Two, and here is their version of Billy's Bounce. ¶¶ Bounce, Sergio Amaroli and Billy Lester from last year. For the last of today's five tunes, this is one I've played before when I was talking about obscurities from the real book, but I've been hearing this song a lot lately, partly because I've been playing it on the piano a lot. I love the tune. What a fascinating melodic and harmonic construction, and lots of sharp ninths and sharp elevenths. Very jazzy. It was written for a Broadway show called The Yearling. And I've been doing some internet research without much luck to find out more about it. Why did the Broadway production of The Yearling shut down so quickly? Some say it was after the first intermission of the first night, but it sounds like in reality it did stay for three days. Was it due to the production challenges? Or was it because it was too depressing? Did nobody show up? Were there bad reviews? Or maybe it was because they had trouble training all the animals to appear on stage, especially the deer. But three songs have lasted from it, thanks originally to Barbara Streisand, who recorded them on her People album of 1962. The music was written by Michael Leonard, known for writing tunes for a lot of failed musicals. I'm All Smiles has been recorded by many artists, including Bill Evans. It's a fine song. I was trying to find out how it was used in the play of the yearling. I mean, who sang it and why? You know, I'd kind of like to know the context of it, but all I could find out is that it was sung by one of the minor characters. I'll play the Barbara Streisand version of 1962, which actually sounds surprisingly jazzy. Then I'm going to follow it with a version by Canadian jazz legends Rene Rosnes and Dave Young. I'll go right into them. So I'll say my goodbyes now. You're listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sadman. Tune in next week. Not sure what the theme will be, but maybe some more great tunes in their stories. Bye for now. <music>
2: But rainbows are filling the skies My heart must have painted those rainbows Shining before my eyes Can't you tell that I'm